Good morning, everybody. Welcome to our weekly briefing. Apologize for starting a little bit late. I was in a meeting I couldn't get out of. But we are happy today to have updates from public health and from our planning division. I will make a couple of notes on the calendar. Next week is both National Park Week and Volunteer Appreciation Week. Perhaps a great chance to get out and volunteer in our parks. Um, we will start, as always, with an update from public health. I'd like to bring up Janelle Heinrich, who's the director of public health, Madison-Dade County. Thank you, Mayor. Good morning. As of today, 43,136 individuals have tested positive for COVID-19 in Dane County since the beginning of the pandemic with 540 individuals being diag diagnosed in the last week. COVID activity as measured by case counts, percent positivity, and hospitalizations have been holding steady or slightly increasing in the past week. Today, we added 96 new diagnoses of COVID to our dashboard. Our 14-day average is now 75.4 cases per day up from 59.6 last week. Percent positivity is 1.3%. Excluding testing from the university, the seven-day average is 3.2%, which is also slightly increasing. Fortunately, hospitalizations still may remain stable for the most part. Right now, there are 32 people hospitalized with COVID in Dane County. We hope that this slight increase in case activity will not lead to further increases in hospitalizations, and we'll be watching these metrics closely. Though our overall COVID profile is not changing significantly, it is not going in the right direction, and it's starting to look a little different here in Dane County. In the past two weeks, 21% of all new COVID diagnoses have been in those under the age of 18 in comparison to the entire duration of the pandemic, where we saw those under 18 representing only 13% of all cases. This change is not just the result of having more of our older population vaccinated. While it's true and great news that due to vaccination, we are also seeing fewer cases in those 65 plus, we are also seeing a higher number, not just percent, of cases in the 12 to 17 age group. Specifically, in the last two weeks, 123 new diagnoses in our younger community members. Two weeks before that, we saw only 70 children in this age range diagnosed with COVID. We want to remind you that though vaccines will get us back to normal, Right now, our children don't all have that opportunity. So it's very important to continue to follow the prevention practices that have kept us well and will continue to keep us well. Continue to wear masks in public, in social settings, in school, during sports. If you're at a gathering and most adults are vaccinated but the children are not yet, they are still at risk of developing COVID. Please mask, maintain your distance, and gather outside. And parents, coaches, and caregivers, please get vaccinated as soon as you are able to help protect children who are not yet able to get vaccinated. And finally, if you or your child 
develops COVID symptoms, or has a known exposure to someone with COVID, please get tested. Don't mistake the symptoms for allergies. Doctor's offices, local pharmacies, and our test sites at the Alliant Energy Center and South Madison office are all options to get tested. And we are now able to test children as young as 12 months old at the Alliant Energy Center. For more testing options, um, please go to our website at publichealthmdc.com slash COVID-19 testing. And for some news around vaccination, as of yesterday, April 14th, half of the Dane County population has received at least one dose of vaccine, 50.1% to be exact. Nearly, and nearly one in three people in Dane County, 32.6% have completed their series. To be added to public health's vaccination list, visit vaccinate.wi.gov. We have cleared our list of people who have signed up. So if you sign up today, your chances of getting an appointment in the next week or two are very good. We have over 7,000 Pfizer first doses to give next week. And because we are exclusively using the Pfizer vaccine next week, this is a great time to get your 16 or 17 year old vaccinated as this is the only vaccine authorized for this age group. You can find additional uh, links to additional vaccine options on our website, publichealthmdc.com slash vax, V-A-X. And we're still waiting to hear more information from the federal government, federal officials about the status of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. This pause in distribution goes to show just how strongly safety regulations are enforced and that the safety protocols are working. This pause allows officials to review the six case reports of the rare blood clot and notify the medical community about how to treat these cases if they see them. I want to reiterate that this clot is exceedingly rare with just six case reports in nearly 7 million people vaccinated. And thank you. Thank you for getting vaccinated. We are amongst the Wisconsin counties leading in vaccine coverage. This is great news to help us return to normal, but please don't let your guard down yet. Several variants have been identified throughout the state, including cases in Dane County, which underscores the importance of keeping up strong prevention behaviors. The spread of these more infectious variants can be reduced with the same tools we've been using all along, wearing a mask, keeping distance, and getting vaccinated as soon as you're able. The more vaccination coverage we have across Dane County and the state, the harder it will be for these variants to get a foothold in our community. And finally, I know I sound like a broken record, and I'm going to, but I'm going to say it again. Please continue to maintain physical distance from others, especially those who have not yet been vaccinated. Gather outside, avoid crowded spaces, and be thoughtful about the activities you engage in. The more ways you can reduce your risk, the greater protection you provide to yourself and your loved ones. Thank you and stay well. Thank you, Janelle. Vaccinate.wi.gov. Let's get it done. I'm delighted to hear that we're at the 50% mark here in Dane County, but 
we need to be at 80 or 90 percent. So we got a long way to go. I appreciate everybody helping us get there. Next, we're going to hear from our city planning staff on two area plans, uh, the South Madison plan and the Odana area plan. And we'll start with Angela on the South Madison plan. Thank you, Mayor. Um, good morning, everyone. Um, the South Madison planning team is hosting a public engagement meeting tonight at 6 p.m. Uh, via, face, via Zoom. Um, we would like to invite all the South Madison residents, business owners, and the stakeholders to join us um, and share their input. The involvement of the community during this planning process will shape what happens in the South Madison. As illustrated in this aerial picture, the planning study area is bounded by Wingra Creek on the north, Lake Monona on the east, Fichatri on the west, and the Bedline on the south. Something to point out is that the Alliant Energy Center has been excluded from the study area since they have recently finalized their master plan for their campus. Because of COVID-19, we had to postpone public outreach efforts. During the pause, the planning team strategized ways to take a different approach to move forward based on feedback that we received from the South Madison community prior to COVID. We shifted the plan towards more action-oriented strategies and recommendations. Traditionally, during a neighborhood plan, we take a look at the long-term issues, but in this case, we will be focusing on actionable items, recommendations, and strategies that can be implemented in the near term, meaning five years or less, um, that focus on the following three guiding principles that I display here. Anti-displacement and gentrification, community wealth building, and opportunities to thrive. The plan will have five chapters, economic development, housing, equitable access, and capacity building, land use, transportation, and parks, Park Street Corridor. Tonight we will be talking about all these chapters geared towards all the strategies and recommendations. And this is the first part of the South Madison plan. So every voice counts. We have uploaded the first draft of strategies and recommendations on our website. So please go ahead and visit our website, www.cityofmadison.com slash South Madison plan. As I said, tonight we will have a discussion via Zoom, so please feel free to join us 6 p.m. Um, if you're unable to attend tonight, we will have the same discussion via Facebook Live on April 22, 22nd, at 6 p.m., hosted by Mount Zion Baptist Church. If you know about someone who would like to um, have participate during a meeting in Spanish, we will be hosting a meeting with Wisconsin Latino Chamber of Commerce on Monday, April 19th, 4 p.m., entirely in Spanish, and we will have the same content. So thank you so much, and I hope to hear from the South Madison community. Thank you, Angela, and uh, let me add my invitation as well. I really do hope that folks in South Madison will engage with the planning process. Um, staff have put a lot of work in, in listening to folks in the community and uh, drafting this plan. So we're hoping to get your feedback.
And now we'll hear from Ben on the Odana area plan. Thank you, Mayor. Um, so the Odana area plan uh, is is a plan that's being undertaken for a variety of reasons. Um, it encompasses the area shown on your screen here, uh, generally bounded by Mineral Point Road, the Beltline, and the eastern edge of University Research Park. Um, one of the reasons that this planning effort is being undertaken is in response to the adopted 2018 City Comprehensive Plan, which instructed us really as, as a planning division to start to prepare plans to transition auto-oriented commercial areas into mixed-use activity centers within the city. Um, and the Odana area itself has uh, a few different major corridors, certainly, with Odana Road and Mineral Point Road. And then a number of what we're calling in the plan uh, transitioning centers. And these are kind of single-use areas, as I mentioned, very auto-oriented that we want to kind of be forward-looking on and make sure that we uh, have, have conditions in place to help those transition to more mixed-use areas. Um, zooming in a little bit on the boundary, um, as I mentioned, the Beltline is the southern boundary, Mineral Point Road on the north side, and then Research Park on the east. Um, and this is a, a very large area of the city, certainly, almost twice as big as the downtown, so it can, its continued uh, development and redevelopment can have a, a substantial impact on not just the area, but really the entire west side. Um, another reason why we're, we're undertaking this planning effort is as we plan for mixed, more mixed-use development within this area, we also need to plan to have more of the amenities that new residents would expect. A big part of that is, is new park space. Right now, um, this planning area has one park within the boundary, um, Odana School Park on the far east side. But as we plan for and start to see more residents in this area, we want to make sure we're providing them, them with the amenities that, uh, that they need and that they deserve. Um, another reason that this planning effort is being undertaken is, is to help prepare the area for the future bus rapid transit line, um, which will run along Mineral Point Road. Um, so we really want to make that uh, land use transportation connection and, and make sure that we're having land uses that respond to that future enhanced transit service that will be provided. Um, then finally, this area was developed um, largely in the, the early 70s through the mid-90s in a very auto-oriented nature, as I had mentioned, um, which kind of makes it pretty hostile to pedestrians and bicyclists right now. Um, a big part of that is the large block size of the area, um, which is kind of led by Westtown Mall uh, area itself that has a 173-acre block. Um, that makes the area difficult for pedestrians and, and bicyclists to navigate and also makes it more difficult for um, people to use transit. I mean, compare, this is in comparison to the Isthmus, where we have a, a block size generally of, of four to six acres. Um, that's shown kind of in, in scale comparison on the screen there. And so as part of this planning effort, we want to make sure we're making this area more pedestrian, bicycle, and transit friendly in the future. Um, so we've had a number of public uh, outreach and engagement uh, uh, methods as part of this planning effort. Um, we actually kicked off this effort um, just as COVID was kind of starting to hit the community um, in mid-March of last year. Um, and so we kind of pivoted our engagement to 
online engagement efforts and started that out with a prioritization exercise for the area that we called Madison Mall Madness. Uh, moved on to a Zoom engagement series that uh, we had last, uh, late last spring, early last summer um, that attracted about 440 participants. And one of the things that we discovered as part of that pivot is that uh, people are, are definitely enjoying having that um, online engagement option. Um, I think that's something that we'll continue to, to see uh, in the future for uh, future plans, uh, even as, as COVID um, starts to be uh, more addressed through the vaccination efforts. Um, we've also had focus groups with business owners and landowners, uh, focus groups with chambers of commerce, um, some online interactive mapping exercises for uh, folks to participate in, and then a, a second round of uh, engagement through Zoom meetings. Uh, the plan will recommend uh, future land use mapping, new street connections, enhanced um, and shared use, enhanced shared use uh, path and bicycle network, uh, building heights, business and economic development efforts, and future park space. Um, it'll tie, as I mentioned, into the future plan BRT. Um, and that's an effort that's being led by our transportation department. Um, and then our engineering division is also working on plans to improve the area's stormwater management and recommendations on those efforts are expected to be released shortly. Um, we just finished a series of check-in meetings with boards, committees, and commissions uh, actually last night. Um, shared some draft uh, plan maps with them. Uh, we visited the Plan Commission, Economic Development Committee, Transportation Policy and Planning Board, and uh, the Board of Parks Commissioners. Um, and our timeline for uh, continuing this planning effort, we're hoping to have a full draft of the plan uh, in early June, um, with perhaps the plan adoption process starting to move forward over the summer. Um, and then just uh, before wrapping up, I just mentioned that there is a, a similar process occurring in the East Town area. Um, that process is expected to have its second set of uh, public engagement via Zoom in late May or early June. So with that, I'll turn it back over to the mayor. Thank you. It's, uh, and just to note, there is a, a project website there if folks want to check out the plan. Um, and our planning division website has lots of information about our uh, neighborhood and area plans overall. I um, encourage you to, to look and see what's up in your neighborhood. Um, so I have a few things, but not as many as usual to go over this week. Um, I just want to start by drawing your attention to the fact that I was joined uh, by Mayors Lightfoot of Chicago, Carter of St. Paul, Barrett of Milwaukee, and Frey of Minneapolis in a joint letter to uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg urging the expansion of the Amtrak Hiawatha line. Uh, I'm very excited about the prospect of Amtrak coming to Madison, and I'm delighted that uh, my fellow mayors uh, are also interested in expanding rail service into our cities. Um, so we are asking the federal government um, to get behind that and to fund that plan. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, this is something that I think would be very exciting for our community. I also want to make sure that folks saw that uh, we re released yesterday our Housing Forward Plan. This is a package of initiatives that uh, represent our housing agenda at the city. Uh, it works on increasing housing choice, creating affordable housing, combating displacement, and ensuring that folks can stay in their homes, um, as, as well as uh, our efforts around ending homelessness. 
Um, so this includes work that we are doing now um, and work that we are uh, planning for the next months uh, to come um, and really frames up what it's, what's necessary to achieve our housing goals. Um, when I uh, came into office, I promised that we would use every tool in the toolbox to address the housing crisis. And uh, this plan, uh, I think, outlines that work. Um, it is uh, hopefully going to be pushing us in the right direction around our housing market. We are facing historic challenges uh, in terms of the affordability of housing in Madison. And uh, we need to meet both the acute immediate needs that were caused in part by the pandemic, but we also need to be addressing the long-term issues that our community face, faces. We need to add new housing units and we need to build more affordable housing. Uh, and this plan uh, focuses on both aspects. Uh, so I hope you will check that out uh, on uh, the city's website. Visit the mayor's office. Uh, we'll have more information up about that um, there. Um, and then, uh, as I always do, I want to just highlight some community resources that are available to help you and your family. Um, first of all, the United Way's 211 uh, can help you identify emergency food options or connect you to many, many other support services in our community. You can call 211 or text your zip code to 898-211. The city also offers financial navigators uh, to help if you have issues related to the COVID-19 pandemic. You can find out more at cityofmadison.com slash financial hotline or call 608-315-5151 for more information. The city's housing helpline um, is available to you if you're homeless or in danger of losing housing. That is 608-264-0549 or email housinginfo at cityofmadison.com. Um, uh, if you need help with uh, internet service or phone service, you can call the State Public Service Commission at 608-267-3595. If you need help finding child care, call 608-216-7022. The healthcare.gov marketplace is still open if you need health insurance. I uh, encourage you to visit that marketplace, healthcare.gov. Um, if you need help navigating it, call 211 or visit wiscovered.com. That's wiscovered.com for more information. If you need help paying your premiums through the healthcare.gov marketplace, call 211 or visit unitedwaydanecounty.org slash healthconnect for more information about uh, financial support for health insurance. And if you need help accessing uh, all of these resources via computer, please uh, call your local library at 608-266-6300. Uh, we have multiple libraries who are offering appointments for library computers to help folks get online if they need to. These resources and more are posted at cityofmadison.com. Click on the community resources link. Uh, you can also visit and subscribe to my blog at cityofmadison.com slash mayor slash blog. Uh, we regularly post about resources and happenings around the city that you might be interested in. Uh, finally, in the resource section, vaccinate.wi.gov. Do not forget uh, to sign up if you have not yet gotten vaccinated. 
All right, uh, looking forward to the schedule uh, this next week. A couple of things uh, happening. Uh, Thursday the 15th, that's today, at 4 p.m., the Monona Terrace Community and Convention Center Board will meet. At 5 p.m., the Equal Opportunities Commission will meet. Also at 5, the Zoning Board of Appeals. Also at 5, the Traffic Calming Subcommittee. Also at 5, the Police Civilian Oversight Board. And also at 5, the Landlord and Tenant Issues Committee. Lots of things going on at 5 o'clock today. Uh, at 5.30, the Downtown Coordinating Committee will meet. On Monday the 19th at 5 p.m., the Landmarks Commission will meet. At also at 5 p.m., the Transportation Policy and Planning Board will meet. Tuesday the 20th at noon, we will have a ceremony uh, for the new Common Council, recognizing the outgoing alders and swearing in the new council. Uh, that's at noon. And then at 6.30 on Tuesday, we'll have the regular council meeting. Um, on Wednesday, the 21st, at 4.30 p.m., the Board of Public Works will meet, and at 5.30 p.m., the Alcohol License Review Committee will meet. On April 22nd, it is Earth Day. I hope that you get outside and celebrate uh, Earth Day. And then on April 23rd, it is Arbor Day. So uh, thank a tree, hug a tree, plant a tree, uh, celebrate our trees in the city of Madison. And that's what I got for this week, folks. Um, we are happy to take questions if we have any. We do not have questions today, Mayor. No questions this week. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We will see you next week.